This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context. Welcome back to Create the Next. I am Chris Bentliff, and I'm very excited today to have Craig Buckstein from Geneva Worldwide. He is uh, one of the clients for Pro CFO Partners, and we're going to dive into his story a little bit about him and the company and what it's like to work with a fractional CFO and Pro CFO Partners and all that. So, Craig, welcome, and let's talk a little bit about you. You are the CEO of Geneva Worldwide. Tell me about Geneva Worldwide. What do you guys do? Well, thanks, Chris, for having me. Uh, Geneva Worldwide is a language service provider. So we provide interpretation, translation, transcription in over 200 different languages for our our clients and partners worldwide. And we've been doing it for uh, over 118 years. Oh, my goodness, 118 years. So that is tremendous. All right. So I imagine you have a uh, really interesting international dynamic to the work that you do. It's not strictly US-based. Uh, it probably involves, I don't know, maybe uh, are there headquarters or offices uh, worldwide? Is it strictly located in the US and you sort of network worldwide? How does it work? Well, we're located in New York. Uh, our main office is in New York and we're able to do a lot of our work virtually. Uh, most of our work used to be face-to-face interpreters. So it would be physically people going to different locations, hospitals, law firm, multinational conferences, um, And then, of course, COVID changed everything and the dynamic there. But uh, typically, our work has been face-to-face interpreting, document translation. Our linguists have been here in the U.S. When we're doing international assignments, we do have people that work internationally around the world. But a majority of work we do here is on the continental United States. And here in the Northeast, we're one of the largest providers of linguists. Fascinating. So... Uh, can you give me a sense for who you serve or, or do you serve anybody or is it do you have a specialization or are there certain verticals or, or clients that you prefer to work with or mostly work yeah. with? We, we cover almost every vertical. A large part of our business is always working with government and government agencies, um, whether it's federal, state, city, municipal, and that covers so many different agencies, whether it's the legal services, hospital services, social services, and then we work with multinational clients. We work with private entities across pretty much every sector imaginable. So we found ourselves working across every single swath because language services covers everything. It's wherever the need is. But we started in the government world, and uh, we're one of the largest government contractors here in New York State providing its linguists. And then, of course, from there, it's kind of spiraled out into some of our uh, larger multinational clients that have uh, needs for whether it's language-based or whether it's um, American Sign Language, and they have that need. Uh, we cover any of 200 different languages. Wow. Now, besides sort of the, uh, you know, everybody's always going to need linguistics uh, expertise and, and translation and things like that. What do you attribute this incredibly storied history of 118 years? How do you, how do you, what do you attribute that success, that longevity to? Well, we're a family business first and foremost. So my grandfather took this over in the depression years and uh, my father started working for the family business in the 70s. I started coming in uh, just before 2000. So I think just one, having strong roots in New York in a very diverse place. Most of our work here um, has been, it was initially started as a staffing service, full-time employment, getting people labor. And of course, the people we were working with spoke different languages. It was just a subset of the work that we did. My father kind of changed the model from full-time employment to temporary staffing, which kind of got hot in the 70s and 80s. And when I came in, I noticed this small business of language services was just one of the many different areas that we covered. And I kind of graduated us 
there and said, we should focus specifically here. It's professional services. It's needed across so many different sectors. And uh, it was post 9-11 when the world changed a little bit and the really the understanding and need for language services, especially in the government, really changed. And they started reprioritizing where they were putting their dollars and their efforts. And uh, we got in at the right time and we really exploded our business from there. We got in, which we got in 20 years earlier on the specific language service portion. We were doing little bits of it, but it was my main focus coming in and kind of diversifying us there. Wow. So let's talk a little bit about uh, sort of your journey into this role of CEO. Did you grow up kind of knowing or thinking, or was it, this is a family business and it's inevitable that I'm going to lead this someday? Or uh, were you thinking other things and you sort of found yourself here? Or how does that work? Uh, I think I've, I've been in my 21 year internship that uh, just kind of graduated. You know, when you come out of college and you get offered that, that, that first internship post-college, my father was like, why don't you come into the family business? And I've been working every summer, pretty much just doing administrative things, learning some general office work and, um, kind of learning the ropes from how he conducted his business. And I said, sure, let me start here and I'll make my way and, and go elsewhere. And 21 years later, uh, I somehow inherited this internship and made it my own and turned the entire thing into my career. Uh, I went, I, as I was going there, I said, you know what, let me just start going for my MBA on the side too. So I started where I was working, but I also went for my MBA just to get some schooling outside of just working for my father. And then that just developed and I used that set of school, that, that skills and tools from working there and some of my network to just kind of continue to launch some of the little projects I was working on with Geneva. And it got more and more interesting. I started to get active in the association and the industry that we we're working in much more became uh, the president of the Association of Language Companies, which is you know our main association here in the US of US uh, CEOs and top executives. And um, just made my foothold there. So yeah, internship turned CEO is is the story of this. Maybe they'll keep you around. I don't know if you keep if you keep doing good. You know, bringing the coffee in hot, you'll 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 maybe be able to keep that internship. Yeah, I'm I'm trying my best, but yeah. <laughs> so does a company with 118 years of uh, heritage, and then you came in and noticed some opportunities where you really exploded some things? Is it difficult, or what are the challenges in innovating or in staying fresh or contemporary and not feeling sort of stuck in? how others used to do it or how tradition or how uh, we're familiar. Where does that tension reside for you of let's do new and innovative and let's respect who we've been for so long? Yeah, I think people like the fact that you're established and you've been around a while, but um, it also seems like you're technologically averse or you're not with it. So there's there's just a little bit of a dichotomy there and you're kind of trying to make sure that people know that you're going to be around and be able to be with the times, but also you're not a, not a fossil. You got to manage that very carefully. And uh, we've been kind of technology agnostic. Languages have stayed the same. The language, language skills are what people have been taking forever. It's one of the oldest industries is just, you know, interpreting translation. It's been going on since there were multiple languages in the world, but um, technology has made things a little easier or actually more, more accessible to people. So now we can use, you know, first it was our phones, then it was our video phones, then it was our computers, then it was our handhelds and our tablets. And we were able to start accessible, having accessibility to these things in different ways that we never had before. Um, and I think for us, it was, we don't want to create the technology. We just want to make sure that we have every platform available for whatever our clients might need. And we made that decision early on. And we said, we're going to partner up with uh, 
all the different experts around here so that whenever our clients come to us, whatever the language uh, issue might be, we've got a solution and it's got something um, that we have experts that we have aligned with. So. I feel like there would be a lot of moving parts with, uh, as you pointed out, a lot of maybe strategic partners, but also an international uh, business model and dealing with government and governance and procurement in that way and all the sort of, uh, as you said, legal things. What are some unique challenges uh, that you think an international company, especially maybe not COVID withstanding, but COVID has, has probably either introduced or revealed some of those things. But what are some unique challenges that you face every single day as you're trying to manage and grow this company? Create the Next is brought to you by Pro CFO Partners, who believe every business deserves to work with an expert CFO to guide its success. Pro CFO Partners are expert financial officers networked across industries, verticals, specializations, and situations. Fulfilling the role of a part-time CFO with all-time commitment, Pro CFO Partners utilizes the innovative and exclusive FGC financial flywheel as a framework that creates momentum to drive your financial functions for sustainable success. Visit ProCFOPartners.com to explore how we can implement a systematic and scalable financial system to help you achieve your goal. ProCFOPartners.com Some of our clients see the technologies out there and think that they might be a replacement for linguists. You you see things like Google Translate. And, uh, you know, when you get a gist of a website, that's good. The fact that I can go on to a, a any website in any language and press a button and get an understanding as to what that is, that technology is there. It's good. It serves its function. There's also auto interpretation features. You might use Siri or you might use some of these um, auto translate things and auto interpret where you hear your words get spit back to you in a different language. Um, but context matters. And in business settings, in legal settings, in hospitals and places where it matters, uh, if you're putting out a product rollout, you don't want to take the risk of messing up and interpreting a, a translation. It could cost lives, it could cost business, all the things that you're working on. And I think that some people don't understand that there are those risks there. And for the professional services and the people that care about what the messages and need it to be a faithful and accurate depiction of what they were originally saying, you need to use a professional service provider. If you just want the gist, there are tools out there for you to understand for the you know, for the layperson, just to get a general understanding as to what they're looking at in another language or hearing in another language. But ultimately, if you uh, if you want to care about the, the message to be rendered faithfully, you need a professional service provider. And we have to overcome some of those hurdles. Clients might come to us and have a document Google translated and say, can you just proof and check that? Well, that's obviously, you know, we'll look at it and we'll see all the errors in there. And we have to have that back conversation. It actually, usually costs more to retranslate that than if we just would have done it right the first time. Inevitably, um, cutting corners or trying to take shortcuts hardly ever works. And I, yep. I love your illustration about context matters, which is something Pro CFO Partners talks about a lot. But it's an absolutely uh, on you know spot on uh, illustration of how you can't just take a, a version of events. You have to understand what's going on in that version of events so that you can communicate, not just translate. And I think that that's really important. Craig, what kind of leader are you as you've taken the reins, as you've seen your grandpa do it and your father do it? What kind of, are you a master of delegation? Are you a, let me get in there and help everybody out? Are you a, I've pushed the mop so I know what's going on in my internship? Like what, what, how do you describe yourself? Uh, master delegator. My father was always type A and he was micromanaging and my grandfather as well. I think they kind of just kind of come from that old world environment. And as the, uh, as the, 
workforce has changed and people's expectation of their managers and their leaders have changed, they want to be empowered. They want to make sure that they're given the right tools and get out of their way. I hire people that are smarter than me and I, I make sure that I give them the, the right direction and I help cultivate their skill set, but I also get out of their way and let them do what they do best. And we check in, we have quarterly reviews. I want to make sure that they're constantly evolving and making sure that they're feeling valued and that they're growing in the organization. So I think that is important. But in terms of uh, managing, it is definitely not micromanaging. It is delegating, checking in, and getting out of their way to do their best work. Good for you. How many employees do you have at Geneva? Well, before COVID, we had 32 full-time people. We're 20 full-time people uh, now in the middle of COVID or towards the tail end over here. So we've definitely done um, some scaling back, some right-sizing of our organization. And um, yeah, we're at 20, 20 full-time headcounts with thousands of linguists all around the country and the world. Our linguists are not employees. They're uh, independent contractors and um, they work all over the place for many different agencies, including ours. Interesting. Let's talk about your relationship with Nelson Tepfer, who is the managing partner and uh, co-founder at Procyopo Partners. Nelson is one of the smartest guys I've ever met. Every time I have a conversation with him, um, I really enjoy it because he's he's so sharp. What uh, kind of led you to a relationship with Nelson and with Procyopo Partners? What were you exploring or, or struggling with or dealing with that you thought, you know what, I, I don't need a full-time CFO, but I really need the expertise of a CFO to come in here and help me out? Yeah, I've had it all different ways. I had a full-time CFO. I've had a few versions of full-time CFOs. I've had assistant controllers and controllers. Um, at the CFO level, you're paying a ridiculous amount of money, and I felt that the actual return was not there. I never had full-time work for a CFO, but I appreciated their brain in certain instances. But at the end of the day, in the year, it wasn't worth the dollar and cents for, for the output I was getting. It was also too much to manage full-time, and um, I felt that I wanted the skill skill set of a CFO person, but I didn't need the full-time attention. I needed the right people to ask the right questions and follow up at the right times. And that would be a model that I'd have to get my head around that I didn't know this model existed. Mm-hmm. I, I, I also went the other way. I had controllers and assistant controllers and people that weren't exactly at that highest level of strategic organization uh, that I needed. And I felt missing there. So you save a little bit and you totally miss out on, on opportunities that you could have taken. And that was clear. Or you overspend and it has a lot of other issues, right? There are cultural issues that come with that. And they're just um, just financial issues that come when you overpay there. So I, uh, I, I reached out to the world and I found Nelson's company, his, his previous employer. And uh, I, I just on a whim looked for part-time CFO because... I've been posting ad for part-time CFO, but then I found out that this is actually an industry. And when I met him, again, I think he's brilliant. He always brings a lot to the table. I always learn from him, uh, sitting in the room with him. And I, I just felt, okay, this is someone that understands the need. And as we just started having a conversation, a natural conversation over what was 15 minutes turned into two hours, was how, how do we actually uh, need to do financing for our company? And what would be the best model here? And um, he sold me on the model. He sold me on how a part-time CFO would make sense. And from there, we we started doing business. You've been taking over the world. What what unique <laughs> skill sets do you think Nelson brings in? Is it his, uh, I don't for me, I, I always tell him he has a creative mind and he always pushes back and says, I don't feel like I'm a very creative person, but I feel like he can see things from so many different angles. Is it his perspective? Is it his histori- uh, history? Is it his experience? I'm sure it's a c- combination of all kinds of things. Yeah, I think it's a combination of all of them. And the fact that he's worked f- 
with so many different types of industries and with so many other types of CFOs he and managing CFOs, he understands the personality of these people. He understands different business types, and he understands kind of the challenges uh, of business in general and also could map what he's already experienced with what you may be experiencing. And he just uh, spoke very directly to me and everything that I had questions about, he had answers for. And if not, he had resources. I just think he has a very good network We've met subsequently. We're in the same Vistage group. So I know he's working with even more brilliant people outside of his direct company. And um, I, I just feel like there's this infectious thirst for knowledge that he's lending his clients. And he's just a wonderful resource, personally and professionally. I agree. I agree. And as as you have kind of been on this journey and found you know it to be a great fit for you, do you have advice for whoever out there is watching or listening and who's saying, I didn't even know this thing existed, or I feel like I've kind of been paying uh, through the nose for something that I'm not sure is valued, or I don't know if I should pull the trigger on a part-time CFO. It seems like it could be, maybe it's risky or whatever. If you could talk to past version of you, what would you give advice to that person? Just do it. Uh, you're, you're wasting time. You're wasting money. You're wasting effort. You've got someone who will professionally vet good qualified people for you that are working in um in a place that makes them happy. These CFOs like to work for multiple companies and split their day up. I find that every time I interact with the CFO that I've been delegated, he's amazing. He's a great spirit. He's very in line with our business. But the fact that he's got the freedom to work with other companies, he has other experiences he brings to the table. Nelson can jump in whenever we're looking for additional thing, whether it's financing, whether it's some type of business strategy, opening up some new operation, he can jump in over there. I think there's just so much you're missing out on by just looking at the economics. Economics are very important. And they're probably what got you to this place in the first place. But give it a try, have some conversations. And I think things will flow naturally from there. Don't wait. Just do it. You're wasting your time. You're just going to go out there and, and throw a dart at what might not be a dartboard. So what a leave great. it to the professionals. Thank you, Craig. That's that's great. So uh, I, I think, Craig, we've had uh, such a great time today getting to know you. And Geneva Worldwide is at GenevaWorldwide.com. Uh, give them a look. They're really interesting and fascinating business model for 118 years. Congratulations on that. I'm so grateful for you to spend some time with us today sharing about you and the company and your experience with ProCFO Partners. Thanks very much. Thank you much, Chris. Thanks for listening. And a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Visit ProCFOPartners.com and learn how we can help you build a framework for financial management and growth. 